So let's talk about your rollout upward and uh, what your role was the first year. We kind of got sidetracked from we that. Did. We that went first. on a big tangent from that first question. <laughs> right, so, so I went from head coach, like my role is like head coach, coaching 50, 60 sessions a week and only caring about the programming and the coaching and the product. And now I find myself in a much more stressful seat. <laughs> But as, uh, I'm now the director of training and the operations manager, so pretty much I'm the general manager of Upward. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> right, so talk to us about it. What does that from mean? Dog to leader. <laughs> but all that means is I'm still coaching. I'm not coaching nearly as much, but I have a much higher stake in the company. Mm-hmm. So of what Upward is and what we want it to be, I have a bigger say. So I'm pretty much... Derek's right-hand man is like the best way I can say is like Derek will come to me with ideas and he's the visionary and I'm the integrator. So there's two main roles of a successful company is you have your visionary, the dude that's pretty much the maniac that can have all these ideas and like, like see what like envisions everything. So pretty much what he wants to do. The integrator, which is my role is to make sure one, that the idea is good. And then two, to make sure it gets done. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, that's like pretty much my role. So Derek will come to me with how he is of wanting to do everything at once. And I'll be the one to say, oh, we'll do this. But all the other stuff we can't do right now. Like, that's not possible. Like, yeah. we'll open up a second location. Like, well, we need to do this, this, and this first. Like, we're not even close. Like, we have so much other stuff we have to do. Like, we can't worry about... Like what we're, we, he's pretty much the five year, like wh- where he wants to go. And then I'm the present day, like making sure the day to day is getting done and we're executing. It's like how we're saying like the process and the outcome, like Derek's fixated on what he wants the outcome to be. And he's guiding me and leading me into making sure like the process is getting done on a day to day basis. Yeah. So like with being like the head coach still, right. And having this role, like how does that affect how you're, Leading the assistant coaches on staff. Like you. I'm laughing. I'm leading you now. I'm I'm asking the question like I'm not, you know, like I'm not your coworker. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. You call me your coworker on FaceTime at your family's like, uh, you you were like out to eat in Cancun. You're yeah, like, he's my, yeah, co- he's my, my co-worker. co-worker. I go, that's all I am to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm just a co-worker? <laughs> After all the time we spent, you're going to call me a co-worker? That's crazy. But it's, it is definitely, it's it's like how I was saying when I first started uh, coaching. Like it's like something that you get better at rep, like doing reps. So like I'm younger than all of you. Like yeah. I'm the youngest on staff. But like, like, but year but you, but like, like other, uh, yeah. da- Jay and Danny, like, yeah, well, we're by far the youngest and then you and yeah. I are like less than a year apart. Yeah. But so, yeah. but for me being in this position, like, like it's the same, it's pretty much the exact same thing as how I was as head coach last year. Like it's, I feel like I'm in that same seat. So I'm not, that's why I'm not nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I know I can fill into this role and that little feeling, like that feeling of overwhelm goes away. Mm-hmm. So last year though, I was like, I was like, oh, like, I, I had multiple cases where I'm like, I don't know, like if I can do this. I was like, 
day one of the Cressy internship, I had the same thing. So it, what were you talking about? You didn't know if you could do the head the, coaching job? The workload, or? bro. Like it just oh, it's yeah. like it takes to to get used to. And like I'm like messing, yeah. I'm messing up the explore. Like I'm messing up the yeah, yeah. the schedule. Like I'm not putting stuff in train rope that I'm supposed to. Like I'm not utilizing Slack effectively. Like I, like it just the yeah, stuff. That I think takes I think you and I both to. reflected on a lot was when it was last fall after like September and then going into the new location, the move right up until the point where it was like a month out of my wedding, you and I were like crushing like an insane amount of sessions. Cause that's before we hired more help and it was really just me and you coaching mm -hmm. the most. And, um, we were like just talking about how like our, your work endurance just gets so much better with, oh, yeah. with time and practice. And that's what I'm learning too about like waking up early and stuff as well as like, it's not, that hard anymore it's a lot yeah. easier than it than it used to be and i think that that's like just for us when i was hitting like 45 sessions a week and then balancing the nutrition program and southern and then you were crushing like 60 hours a week or whatever we were looking back at like the summertime when we were hitting like 25 to 35 and we were beat yeah in the yeah. summer and we're like dude we were so soft back then <laughs> it is yeah it's it's wild to like look back and think because now like a 40 hour work week is like a slow week if you were really like yeah. i'm in, i'm in the context of sessions so like yeah, yeah if i have 40 sessions a week i'm like oh that's kind of slow i was like that yeah, doesn't feel like that's as still bad, like 60 but that's still a lot like 60 hours yeah yeah because the amount the amount of time that you're at the gym not actually yeah. coaching adds up as well with like meetings and working out if you consider that being at work and just programming and whatnot yeah but i like i it's definitely a challenge i've been talking to derek about it too like it's a challenge for me like the whole business side of thing like i didn't go to business school and really focus too much on the money. Yeah. Man. I have my MBA. <laughs> so I can <laughs> help you out if you need it. This, who's on the $50 bill? It's like go-to question. Abe no one knows it. It's not Abe Lincoln. <laughs> it's, who is it? It's uh, Ulysses S. Grant. I would have never known. I just got a notification. My wife just spent $176 at Costco. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Prep. That's what it takes to fuel this body. <laughs> I think I got this body working out once a day. Let's go. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so talk to me a little bit about like, you know, from someone who didn't go to business school, right? Like I said, I have my MBA, so I have a little bit of background in it, but you know, I personally learned way more through experience mm -hmm. and YouTube and being self-taught and listening to podcasts of people that I actually care about. Like, for example, like Alex Hermosi, who you and I've been very big into recently, Nation. but that's <laughs> <laughs> right, a little far, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we learn better through like experience and stuff. So like, talk to me a little bit about like what you've learned, um, the past couple of months, like kind of getting ready for this role and just having more interest in the business side of things instead of being so just focused on programming and sessions and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think I was talking to Evie about this too, because she's just a young coach in the field. I think a lot of coaches, especially when they go the collegiate S and C route, they're never really exposed taught. to that. They're never they're never really exposed to that you can get paid for what you're good at. Yeah. Like there's so much of they're very undervalued. Oh, extremely. Like there was a, a job at Yale, full time assistant S and C coach, like 
17k a year no benefits <laughs> it's like, and like you have to buy your apartment and then go there and work from 6 a.m like the hours we were putting in and like they're not getting paid nearly as much and then for them to be like oh we're, we're yale like you should be grateful for this opportunity yeah it's yeah, like, yeah no it's bs <laughs> it's like, like i'm gonna go do my own thing and then like learn by doing and like have that but i know definitely from experience like it'll just get better over mm-hmm. time because right now like I, I don't want to call parents like when they have questions about like the schedule or the apps or whatever like cause I don't really I'm not that confident yet like I I know our system and process is pretty well now but like if they have a question about like billing or the payment I'm like uh like that was never like something that I, my go-to was like go see this guy I was like or go there like you yeah know, like, offload offload it because I, like, I would I would be very comfortable answering uh exercise science questions and like uh making sure that they understood the process of like how to get strong how to get faster and that was where i was knowledgeable at because i just did it so many times starting off as head coach i wasn't they asked me yeah. a question i would be like eh, i would be like word vomit so i just know i'm in that stage right now the learning stage and all the references and stuff like alex Ramosi's book and all the podcasts i'm listening to and just like how to make it like how to do a sale and yeah. like how to make a flyer on Canva. Like, like yeah. dude, it's so funny thinking back to like last year when we would like <laughs> sit down with people after their onboarding and be like, so this is what we got. You want to sign up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not a good salesperson at yeah. all. Like, That's like me, like anybody on nutrition. I'd be like, all right, these are the packages. You can pick between one of these two. You want to do it? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, cool. Let yeah. Me, like, let, me know, let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what? Like, I, I took a, a business management class in college and it was pretty benefit. It was pretty cool just to like, it was all make believe though. It was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You make a gym. Like we said, we were like partner with like the Atlanta Hawks and we made a million dollars a year. Like there's, it was all fake. It was yeah. like, we just make stuff up, but then you do it for real and you're like, Hmm. I have no money. <laughs> I was like, I got no like fake budget that I could just spend. Like this is all real stuff. Yeah. So like every every decision I make now will directly or indirectly impact the gym's revenue and profit. So when you sit there and it makes it real, that's when you're like, hmm. That that's where the lack of experience for me is gonna like be the hindrance because now it's just being like, well, this is either gonna be really good. Or it's going to suck. And the yeah. only way I'm, I'm going to figure that out is if I do it. Yeah. And that's what I tell kids when they train. It's kind of the same philosophy with like weight training, like going for a new one rep max, where they just don't know if they can do it. And for me, training all these years, like I think this is where it helps me out a lot mentally. Like if you're bench pressing 225 for the first time, you never did it before. The only way to know if you can do it is to try it. Like yeah. That's the only way. Like You really can't... You can do all like the, the calculations, like calculations, like the three rep max calculations, and you can read all the uh, notes on how to bench press, and you can watch all these videos. But until you actually get under the bar, like you have no idea if you can do it or not. Yeah. So that's where I'm in that seat now of like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can manage a gym because I never did it before. But the only way I figure out if I can is to do it. And yeah. That's pretty much how I've always learn things is just trial by fire and yeah. just get thrown in and obviously I have mentors and people to reach out to and like definitely going to use my resources to make 
educated guided decisions, but a lot of the stuff now is up to me. Yeah. I think too, like what you were talking about before when it comes to like a coach and like having feel, I think that like in this role as well, obviously when you were the head coach and things were going right or going wrong on the business side of things, you always had an opinion. Now you just have to take your opinion and just go with it and put it into action and kind of just see how it goes. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously you have a team to consult with and, and Derek and all that, which is going to be cool. Um, but really it just comes down to like your, your intuition and you're just going to have to wear that decision, whether it's a good one or a bad one. Yeah. It's like, I got to wear the upside. Like Derek talks about all the time. I got to wear the upside. I got to wear the downside. Like it's really like before. I don't think I've ever heard him say that before. (laughs) You just made a post about it. You you didn't get those noties on. You were in Cancun probably. But, um, yeah, like with coaching, like if the, if the person doesn't get faster or stronger, like that's not you. <laughs> you you got to figure it out. Didn't follow the program. Didn't work. <laughs> didn't follow it. Didn't follow the program one bit. Why ain't it work? <laughs> ain't track a single thing in the nutrition app. Hey, why ain't I lose weight yet? Oh man. Are you looking for the post? Yeah. Well, you just posted I'll find, it. I'll find it after. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so talk to me about like, what are some of the things that are, you know, what are some of the things that are exciting you about this new role? And like, do you feel like, you know, you can impact more people this way or have more of a, more of an impact on the gym this way? Yeah, I think so. Because think about it, if like we want to grow and scale as a company, I couldn't really do that if I'm only doing my sessions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm reaching 60 people in a week, say like average, say 40. I'm touching, I'm getting my hands on experience with 40 people a week. Mm. If you really think about it, that's not that many in a week. Yeah. So if I'm in this role now and I'm pretty much in charge of the other coaches on staff, so say you have 40 and then Danny has 40 and then, yeah, whatever. And then Jay <laughs> has 40 and then I have 20, whatever. Like that's over a hundred something people now yeah. that I'm directly responsible for because yeah. you guys are underneath me and you guys have them. So now it kind of just makes that kind of like a pyramid scheme, but it's, it's, like, <laughs> but it's not, but, um, I just have make that flow chart, the flow chart. <laughs> we did, he, he made it on the whiteboard. I'm like, <laughs> it was like, was I like, feel like I should be like, like here, like, here. <laughs> like a little like, subsection, little like, subsection. <laughs> you had, you're in charge of nutrition, bro. Like, I'm, like you got that. That's you. <laughs> that's, that's your business. But, it's true, bro. But yeah, but like if we grow and scale and have multiple locations and each gym is at 125 to 150 people because we don't want like each gym to have 300 members, like that's just not realistic. Yeah. And yeah, keep you that start tight knit community. And you start, yeah, you lose the community feel after like 150. I forgot, that's in Sapiens. I forgot what, like, there's, a, there's an actual like yeah. name for that. Well, like, that's what Two Brain talks about too. They said that your gym's more profitable with 150 than it is with 250. Yeah, because you just lose the community feel and then you start becoming like that commercialized gym of like a planet fitness just having a lot of turnover and stuff yeah but like even like planet fitness they make most of their money by the people that don't show up yeah like they you pay know. the 20 dollars a month and they never use it mm-hmm. but there's no planet fitness community like yeah. no one goes to planet fitness to join the fam like, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> people like, actually probably have the opposite of community at 
Planet Fitness probably make fun of it more than anything. <laughs> yeah, the computer, yeah, the only time Planet Fitness really gets made like brought up is when they're getting made fun of. Yeah. So, but like, what our vision or our goal is for Upward is that we want to have 125 to 150 members per gym, where it's that tight knit community feel, where people can come in and they know everybody's name. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're when you're coaching on the floor and someone comes in, like what I told you guys is you want to like yell out their name as soon as they walk through the door. Yeah. So so that like you should know every single member that we have and at least one fact about them, like not just their name, but like know something about them. Like they could just, it could be as simple as that they're from Milford and they live down the street from the gym. Like yeah. that's a fact that you can know about them and you could talk to them saying like, well, what you do? Like, oh, you went to Dockside. Like I've been there a couple of times. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Some, it makes it really easy. Like I've lived in this area my whole life and I live two minutes away from the gym that anytime someone says they're from Milford, I really, oh, you foreign or law side? Oh, I would have went to foreign, but I went to Notre Dame West Haven. Yeah, yeah, I know, private school boy. Like, just make jokes about it like that. But, like, that's, you can do that with anyone that comes in. Yeah. And then you just make those connections that way. And then if we do open up a second location, that's where, like, my reach gets expanded in that sense, too. Is like, if those have 150 people, now I'm, like, the, my decisions I make, or me, the decisions me and Derek make for the gym will impact those people as well. So now it's like the whole upward community is pretty much who I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. So definitely makes it a little bit more stressful when you're coming to decision makings. Cause again, like how you said, like I had opinions on stuff when I was coaching, but like I wasn't in the seat to implement them. implement anything on them. Like I can make them known, but it's not my decision. Like at the end of the day, like I can't make that call. Now I can. So now it's like, let me, definitely think about it and implement it and see what's best for our members of the gym. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I never want to make a decision that's going to harm our members in any way or make them not like us anymore. And I don't want to ever lose that community feel, especially since we've established such a strong knit, Mm -hmm. tight knit community with our members now. Like, I don't ever want to lose that. Like, I want to keep that. And like, even when we do make changes to the gym or the layout or like the programming or like the packages whatever whatever we do end up changing because we're not like we're still evolving as a company like i don't want to lose that yeah you gotta so keep make that sure that's, first and foremost yeah i want to make sure that's the priority yeah i like that yeah i think that that's what separates us from a lot of other gyms is is too right it's like we're not just focused on trying to get an insane amount of members in the door we're focused more on providing a quality service to the limited members that we have. Um, what do you think caused the change in your role and like, or your desire to change? Cause like I saw a big shift in you from like early, especially just earlier this summer to now with like being more interested in the business side of things, having more of a say, um, and kind of speaking up a little bit more in meetings in terms of like sales and operations, but then also, just like putting more time into things like this and like having the drive to do a podcast and more social media and stuff. And like what led to that role or what led to that change for you? For me, I was always like self-conscious. And you could also talk about like project Hitman in this part too as well. Oh, Cause yeah. that's kind code of like name, a, name, sorry, it's all good. Oh. Code name Hitman. Yeah, I, I will. I definitely will mention it because I went on that it, I call it like a spiritual journey, but it wasn't really like I just got into meditation and learning about like the mindset stuff and trying to figure out who I was. So I always felt like 
yeah, I knew I wanted to coach and I knew I wanted to like be successful in this field, but I never really felt confident enough in myself to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think taking those four months, I also tailored the nutrition part of that too. Is like, I'm like, I'm worth eating properly and I'm worth looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. And for me, just valuing my self-worth at a lot higher than what I had previously. And that could stem from a bunch of different things or just like lack of confidence and anything like that. And I was always like a fake confident guy. It was like, fake it till you make it pretty much because I use the workout like the workouts in the weight room as like a like a shield like I'm just the weight room guy but then I realized that I'm there's much more to me than that and figuring out like the business side of things and like doing a podcast and getting in front of a camera to speak and getting uncomfortable in that way is like just another way to grow so that's where like the codename hitman thing comes to play too is like I remember at Cressy's when I started um, trying to film more for my reels, like uh, like one of the pro guys is like, why, why do you call yourself Hitman? They're like, why are you always walk around the tripod? I'm like, oh, just trying to like post stuff. But now I'm like, no, I'm Hitman. I'm like, that's like my persona that I make, like make myself online. Like that's who I wanted to be. And like just get outside of my comfort zone and do more stuff like that. And just like not, making excuses too. It's like mm. all those excuses of like, ah, like, like it's not the right time or anything. Like, nah, like I got one chance at this stuff. Like I'm young. I'm going to mess up. Might as well do it now and yeah. see where it can take me. And I never thought I would have anyone want to buy one of my programs. And I had 30 people reshare it for like the giveaway. Yeah. And for me, I was like, that is like, that's crazy. Like I'm extremely grateful. And never thought in a million years that that could happen. I think even wrote that in the first paragraph of the book because that's just how much, like, I really value every single one of my followers and the people that comment on my posts just because just I know we're all trying to make it and I know, like, the community that I made on Instagram is, like, they're all hardworking individuals and it takes a long time or it could take a short time. Like, everyone's running a different race of how to, like, blow up or get successful. Like, there's plenty of 18-year-olds that make millions of dollars like i'm not there yet yeah but just being comfortable in my skin and knowing who i am and what my voice is and what i want it to be and then just not really caring like what other people say or think and just doing what i do yeah for sure i think that's a big part of it too is that you can't be you can't be scared right because we talked about how the people that are the entrepreneurial type they'll never be the ones to make fun of you for trying something but then um you know, the people that aren't doing anything, that just go in, they clock into their job, they clock out, they get their paycheck and they leave. They don't post on social media. They're the ones just scrolling and they're the ones that might say stuff about it. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, if you have an ambition, like you you need to go and try your best to fulfill that because if you just keep that all bottled up inside of you and just always want to achieve that one day but never do anything about it, you're always going to look back on your life with regret that's kind of where I've been at too with um with a lot of my own personal walk and that's why I think that I try not to ever take the career for granted because like you know we, I never went to school for this right so I went for I went to school for history and then got my MBA and then I was trying to be a, an athletic director that's what I wanted to do but then when I had the opportunity to coach uh at a young age and have a role in a business like upward and also coach 
an elite level athlete at Southern, like Jordan, and then it was just like putting the pieces together. And I'm like, all right, I got to capitalize on this thing because I'm an idiot if I don't, you know, mm-hmm. like being put in that position at 23, like right out of college was like perfect timing. And I think that um, it's just been cool to see like the evolution of, of both of us this past like year and some months and whatnot. So um, where do you see yourself going, you know, with this role and kind of getting a little bit more of your time off the floor? Do you see yourself doing more with online programs and more with like content, podcasts, YouTube, or um, like where do you see yourself spending most of your time, like sales mm-hmm. or what? So I'm trying to get my schedule set up so it's somewhat consistent. Of mm-hmm. what I like, so I don't lose my mind. <laughs> if I just if I try to free ball every day, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah. But content, I'm starting up. The, I started up the Upward Athletes page again, so that's where all of the Upward remote programming is gonna be, mm-hmm. and that's where like the voiceovers and the education and like everything is that is gonna be on that page, because I didn't want my page to turn into like that. I really didn't want that. I want my page to still be personal. Yeah. And I want people to just see me. Like if I just post my workouts, I'll just post my workouts. Like I don't really care. Like if yeah, I get like, I know you mean. like a million followers. Like I don't care. Like I'm gonna post who I am and I'm not gonna like I guess it's like selling out, but not really. But I'm not gonna just overload information and stuff because I know that's not what people want to see. Like I'm gonna post what I like to do. I'm gonna make it kind of personal. Like I posted the pics I took at the wedding. Um like, <laughs> <laughs> but I like and I post whatever I'm thinking of that day and I'll write a caption and that's just gonna be me and who I want. And then that's yeah. what the Upward Athletes page I like to have too is because that's where I want to document a lot of our athletes and have them be like the people that show off the exercises and show that like yeah, I'm still coaching and like I actually I actually do this. Like I'm not just some dude that works out and that's it. Like I actually train people. But um, that's what I want that to be for the social media side. And then my YouTube, too, is just pretty much this, like just talking and seeing what it is. Right now, I might just focus on the Instagram so I don't feel like I'm getting pulled in a million different directions just because Instagram I've been the most consistent with by far. Yeah. And... Like I don't even, I don't even like posting on TikTok, bro. Like I, I like, <laughs> I like, I love Instagram and then TikTok, I like forget about it. And then yeah. every once in a while, like today, like I got the, like a dope video of Jordan just throwing a bomb and just like throw that up on TikTok yeah, and then just like, yeah, it's like, thanks JD. Appreciate it's, it. Appreciate, <laughs> it bro. appreciate you, bro. <laughs> my, my, my <laughs> yeah. But like, so that's the social media side of things. And then obviously I have that one program coming out. Monday, September 18th, it'll be officially live. Two days out. Two days out. And then I, I, I might do some more stuff like that in the future. I'm not quite sure yet. I just haven't really thought too much about it. Just it's not on my the front of mind right now. But r- like right now, the main chunk of my time is going to be learning our systems and operations inside and out having no questions at all, just knowing how to do everything from explore scheduling to making a package to signing on a new member to gym lead machine, knowing how to get uh, leads in and getting clients through the door and then doing a console with them. And yeah. like the sales piece of it as well, just because that's something that I'm not the most comfortable with mm-hmm. just because I haven't done it. So learning all that and getting that locked in and then really just, coaching up you, Jay, Danny, and having you guys just get 
more comfortable with coming to me with any type of problems that you have because that's pretty much my job now. Like if any of you guys have anything to like any questions about where the gym's going and like the vision and where you want to see out of me and Derek, like vivid vision, <laughs> but like like that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> I can one hundred percent tell every time. But like but yeah, like you guys are like reporting directly to me now. Like Derek even said he's probably gonna make it known in the team meeting on Tuesday. Like he doesn't wanna know like what's going on in the day to day. Like he you said direct that towards uh Brett. So that's pretty much like more responsibility and yeah. more role in that sense, but I like that. I like that too for me personally, because I'll get into it more in in my episode, but like with upward and like my role, obviously most people know that I have like the javelin side and like the thrower's side, but then the, um, you know, and then I have the nutrition side. Those are two kind of like businesses that I essentially run like underneath. (laughs) (laughs) I look at those as like two businesses that I run like through upward, right? Because like I'm at I'm at I'm in charge of those fully. So I that's nice like even from my standpoint, like directing stuff that I have like in questions, directing that towards Derek to help me with that type of stuff. But then like the day to day like explore packages, like co- client communication and all that stuff go to you. So that way it it separates the two roles a little bit more and, and helps Derek focus more on like you said, like the visionary and helping us expand our own personal projects and stuff like that which is cool yeah definitely a lot to learn but i'm excited and it's definitely just a new challenge and see the nutrition program take off too yeah better blow up up. needed to yeah any uh any closing remarks maybe you talk about everything you want to talk about yeah I'm, i'm good i think that's it Episode right. one finally done. Hopefully the mics were turned mm. on this time. Yeah. Plugged in the right jack. <laughs> <laughs> no background noise. No background no tracing cutting metal outside. Cutting steel beams. Any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Alright, well, Ma- Mass Monsters one. episode one. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Peace.